What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the cuts. I am Sean, your host, back again. Uh, we are just about to be wrapping up week seven. Uh, Baldstradamus is here, dude. I wish that was my my Twitter handle. Was it could taken. be, yeah, but Baldstradamus FF was. Nobody brought you in yet. Shush. Nobody <laughs> brought true. you in yet. Um, I wasn't saying that's true to to Sean telling that to Randy. I was saying that's true. To, but it was also true. I should have taken the the other nickname. But I like FF Bald Man. You know, like it's, my it's head's good. shining tonight. It's all you good. You can have multiple nicknames in one Twitter handle. It's all right. Did you say sure. multiple nicknames or multiple nicknames? It sounded like dick names, and it, it, like it was fitting. Okay. So I said <laughs> nicknames, but you know. <laughs> Mad Patricia. Oh, wait, no. Sorry, that's Randy. Randy's here. Yeah, that's... Yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> wow. Kind of disappointed you didn't go any further. Um, you, you already told me to shut up twice, man. What do you want from me? <laughs> I did, in fairness, I didn't tell you to shut up. I didn't tell you to come in yet. I bring you, I've been bringing you in, and you, you brought yourself in, which I don't appreciate. I don't care either, so... Yeah, that's fair. We both don't care. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Christian, you have a couple things to say before we start. Um, do I? Okay. Yeah. So we ranked pretty well this week. Um, that that was basically it. Um, we we we've been ranking pretty well all year, but uh, we we especially ranked well this week. Um, I wanted to get your opinion on a trade offer that I sent. So I, I talked about it before we started recording, but I sent Michael Thomas and I was asking for Terry McLaurin and DeAndre Swift. Which side would you take? Recency bias aside. Yeah. Yeah. I. Would you still take McLaurin and Swift? Because, I mean, obviously I would. I, that's the deal I wanted. But, well, because I, I think it's, I mean, obviously it's Dynasty, so I, I think I would do McLaurin Swift. I'd probably try to ink out another pick, too, to make it a little bit even more fair, just because Michael Thomas is considered still a top asset. Okay, so you're saying I I could have gotten more from I that, think that. so, but it also depends on the deal, really, and if that's in the league, I know... Uh, which I don't think it is. I don't think it it's, is. I, okay. Well, the way that if it is, that owner probably can't afford to lose the depth right now. So that's probably why, especially with Thomas not playing this week and everything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm probably next. We'll week. see. That might be a deadline move. Yeah, that's true. I think we're getting close, though. You know, we got those uh, deadlines in Dynasty. Sean, what yeah. do you think of it? Which side would you want? I don't know. It's tough because. Anyone that you offer a trade and trying to give Michael Thomas, they're going to realize that he's played one game this year and it's going to affect the deal. Yeah, but it, wouldn't you say he's still like dynasty top three dynasty wide receiver? Yes. Yeah, but it's it's hard. My point is, it's hard to think that way right now, especially because teams are trying to win for this year. That's fair. I didn't think he was though. I didn't look at his record. I guess, but is is that in the CLE one? Yeah. Is that Suter, I assume? Is it? Or is that Colton? No. It's Colton. Oh. Ain't no chance he's winning. He's one in five. I mean, he's winning That's this one. I'm saying. So. 
I don't know, nah. maybe. But when you're when you're that much rebuilding, do you want to go for the top star right now, or do you want to take the shot at the two young studs? It's fair. It's probably fair. Um, and then the last couple things we need more Apple Podcast reviews. Randy is itching to to read them. Maybe uh, <laughs> I won't say yes. Maybe. And then uh, we had a pretty good DFS week this week, Randy. I know the first lineup that we set actually scored more points than the pivot that we did on the actual show, but um, subscribe to us on YouTube. I think we might start streaming on our Twitter as well, TBD, but um, yeah, subscribe to us over there. Just look up the cut FFB and we should be one of the first videos to pop up and then click our whatever it's called yeah page. I, I, just with those two lineups even with uh ronald jones kind of being a little bit of a dud i still won 15 bucks this week with just those lineups that's nice i only played the one in like a 10 center which i was pretty upset about yeah <laughs> it's, it's your fault <laughs> i know ronald jones I, it wasn't a little bit of a dud i mean he fell into the end zone but 13 carries for 34 yards what, uh, one catch, Christian. You want to elaborate? Uh, yeah, Bruce Haynes is a fucking idiot, dude. Fifty-five percent so of the snaps in the game they were winning to Ronald Jones is forty-four. <laughs> yep, it's just, he's just a fucking idiot. He dropped one pass and then got his ass sat on the bench for basically the whole game. That's it was stupid. Yeah, that's Brucey boy, but he was still RB twenty-one in the week. Which so. is ridiculous because he scored ten points. Well, and yeah. uh, what's Jeff Wilson was RB one in the week, so and then got hurt. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It looked, it looked bad. It was, and we knew it was a rough week for running backs. Yeah, we also no one also knew that Jarek McKinnon. The plan was to apparently sit him the whole time for Kyle Shanahan. Thanks, guy. He's he he's trolling. That's okay. Now he's fucked. Well, I guess McKinnon is probably still. He's yeah, Randy, week, right? Randy, you know who finished right behind Ronald Jones this week? Kyle oh. Yes, he did. Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly right behind as well. Kyle Juszczyk. Yep. Stud. Pick him That's... up. RB2 this week. Did... So I'm not saying this to be an asshole, but what did sing? I see that Zach Moss finished as RB26. Like what did single? Oh, geez. Whoa, wow. Nothing. That is not a good game for Singletary. Yeah, the whole premise of of my start of the week was that they would control the game, which is a good segue into our next next segment here. So uh, just Christian added this in um, about like something that we were surprised about um, for week seven. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and start. It's how fucking bad Josh Allen has been in back to back weeks when he played the Jets in week one. And he put up 28 fantasy points. And then he comes out there and does what he did. How many did he have? I don't know. Six. No. He had to add more than that. Yeah, that's not right. Like 16? 15. Hmm. So three weeks in a row for Josh Allen now. 18 fantasy points, 16 and 15. You put out a tweet yesterday about how everybody was kind of blowing him to the point where they wanted, they thought he was an MVP candidate, and he's now had three like three garbage weeks in a row. Which is, you need to get back to reality. He's, he's, a, he's not an accurate quarterback. 
he fumbles. So I mean, it's just how it goes. He's a he's a much better Daniel Jones. Apparently, he doesn't throw for touchdowns either. Or a worse Justin Herbert. Okay. Hey, That's a hey, lot coming hey. from you, but yeah, uh, Justin Herbert's name should should I I'm almost at the point where I don't think it should be uttered by you right now. Listen, I I admitted that <laughs> I was well wrong known Herbert hater. You no, so I do I I had a hater tweet and I was like, no, this is just being an asshole. But he was throwing like Jared Goff was tonight, um, just like ten yards past his receivers. He he didn't look great for like. Two and a half quarters, and then, I mean, he had a couple. And then, and then he became, and then, and then he became Justin Herbert. Finished as QB. He's QB one. So suck yeah. it. Well, I mean, yeah, he he had a he had a good game, but he was still pretty inaccurate for a lot of the game. Oh, if only, if only someone on here said that was their start of the week or something. Damn. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty solid, Randy. <laughs> well, if if only someone didn't hate Justin Herbert. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. <sighs> You're the worst. Brandy, what was your biggest surprise? Okay, yeah, I'll go to mine. Uh, (laughs) I put DK Metcalf having such a bad game. He's had over 92 yards in every game prior to uh, last night. I guess two nights ago for those listening. Uh, He was was getting open. Just Wilson was hitting a wide open locket and more all day. (laughs) And it was a complete shootout. It was kind of crazy that he, I think he had five targets in total. Two catches. He also had a couple breakaway plays, I believe, come back from penalty. I know one was a touchdown that late in the game that got called back. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he could have had a good game. He's still getting red zone looks. It was just such a weird week for him, especially with such a high-scoring game. And I think you're going to have those weeks with DK because Tyler Lockett has those boom games where he just goes fucking absurd. Um, Yeah. And that was that this week. Yeah, but I mean, Lockett's already had those boom games, and he still had over ninety-two yards. That's my, that was my point. Fuck, yeah. Um, no, I like it. I also surprised that DK Metcalf could fucking catch Buddha Baker on that just insane rundown. <laughs> oh, I am Buddha Baker's Dude's, fast, dude. Does it? Yeah, but he's a freak athlete, dude. I know he's crazy. All right, and then my surprise. Uh, was the the Panthers only lost by three to the Saints, uh, which was good for my start of the week, Teddy Bridgewater, but not so good for Mike Davis. Um, he looked good. He just he kind of got game scripted out, which hasn't happened yet this year because they target the running back so much. But Curtis Samuel had a big game, which was weird. Um, so I I just was shocked to see Mike Davis under ten points. He's probably outside of the top twenty four. I I would hope. I, I think it was twenty seventh. Yeah. Yeah, and now he's a, and he's about to be rendered irrelevant. Ah, uh, dude, did you see the report that they're going to use CMC, Mike Davis, and Curtis Samuel in the backfield? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, I, I don't believe that at all. It's going to happen. I, I mean, that's not impossible to me. But how just, valuable is that really going to make Mike Davis? I think it'll be at, a flex. I mean, at best, I'd rather play with Tavius Murray, some kind of similar yeah. situation. So, all right, well. Yeah. All right. Um, and then, I guess, before we get into our waiver wire wrap-up, which is very hard to say, um, we'll talk about Thrive Fantasy. As always, 
uh, I didn't do well in, in Thrive this weekend. I I did very poorly. I think I only hit on two of my player props. Um, so wow. I, went, I, went, I went two for ten. Very bad. Um, but I think I'm doing well tonight. Uh, Thrive Fantasy is player prop based. You pick 10 of the 20. We have a promo code, the cut. They'll match up to $50 uh, with a minimum of 20. I'm telling you guys, you need to play because I have more fun doing that than I do DraftKings. And Fandle's just fucking irrelevant. So, I mean, very fair. I, I placed just outside the Monday on Sunday. The DK random dud game kind of screwed me. And Baker on his first play throwing a pick. Uh, Hurt hurt that one, but he played well after that. So if he, if I mean, if a little little couple things there go a little bit different on that throw, maybe uh, maybe I'm winning like thirty bucks right there because that was that was like 130 points. Yeah, but yeah, Thrive Fantasy, go download it. It's in the link or in the in the description. Yeah, um, I'm I'm sure it's fun. Um. Anyway, uh, all right, so we're going to do our waiver wire segment that we do every Monday, and then we're also going to touch a little bit on some trade targets. Excuse me. But first, um, see, I almost feel like you're trolling with this first one, Christian, uh, for our waiver wire. No, dude. I mean, in Superflex? Okay. okay, okay. Um, The first name on this list is Ben DiNucci. Um, with uh, Andy Dalton having uh, being evaluated for a concussion. We don't know the status for Sunday's game against the Eagles, which I'm praying to God that they flex out of Sunday night football. I mean, you can't look at Baltimore-Pittsburgh sitting there and expect us to care about Dallas-Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, but anyway. As of now, he's expected to start because obviously Dalton got a vicious, dirty hit, and they are assuming he's going to be out with the concussion protocol all week. Right. Uh, yeah, Dalton is in currently in concussion protocol, but I no, absolutely not. I mean, but think about that. Think about our Lister League, where this week there was two teams that didn't have any quarterback to play. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so he's he's going to be an option for some people. I mean, he got why negative think, four four points uh, on very think, limited passing work. But why do you think the two games where Andy Dalton scored thirteen fantasy points and two fantasy points as a quarterback for Dallas is going to get any better with an undrafted free agent rookie or a practice squad AFL or yeah or AAF Gary be- Gilbert because the game plan from passing for their standpoint is going to be ultra simple. I also also I have a I have a question. Where's Daniel Jones sitting right now? I would argue that Daniel Jones is a much better quarterback than Ben DiNucci or Garrett Gilbert. Sure. But the Eagles aren't great against quarterbacks, is kind of my point. I don't think it matters. Daniel Daniel Jones is QB nineteen of the week, but (laughs) that is that is much told by ninety two rushing yards, which like seventy of them all came on one play. Yes. Yeah, but wouldn't you also argue that the Dallas offense is way better than the Giants? No, not currently. Not now. Not, now. not currently. Yeah, now no. with a banged up offensive line and a third or fourth string quarterback, in my opinion. 
But uh, I like I said, I, I think it's going to be a very simple concept. Whoever's at quarterback, I'm not saying he's going to be QB one of the week, man. I'm just saying he like there, there's a chance that he, he can do Would enough rather... to get 200 yards and maybe a touchdown. Right. And, and that's what? 13 points, 12 points. If you're playing in a four point passing touchdown league, 200 I yards mean, and a, 200 yards and a touchdown. That's eight points and then four. So that's 12 points. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I was almost going to ask if you'd rather have him or Kyle Allen, but then I realized Kyle Allen's on by, which you may still want Kyle Allen. I mean, yeah, I'd want Kyle Allen. <laughs> uh, but but I, that's but anyway, but that's my point. It's like if even I get your argument about the like how they would game plan it. Two hundred yards and a touchdown does nothing for me. I know, man, but like we we've seen plenty of backup and third string quarterbacks do enough on a week to be helpful in super flex deep leagues. I mean, right. this so is clearly a is, this is clearly a niche kind of question. So my my point is, Andy Dalton, who's already stepped into the backup role, hasn't done that. But they expected Andy Dalton hurt. to be able to run the offense completely, which he clearly yeah, couldn't. I guess. I but it's gonna I, be I, a, I think it's going to be like Brett Rippin, dude. Which Brett Rippin was a QB two that week, so. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm next, out. Next guy. Next guy. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Just, I'm out. Um, Wayne Goldman. I don't uh, know what the status is of Freeman. I mean, if Freeman's out, I I want him for sure, but I don't think Freeman's out. So, uh, I mean, the problem is they play. They have a Monday night. They play on Monday night again. Really? Really? Why? How do the Giants get? Two primetime games in a row. Well, Same and one. it's against Tampa. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I don't want. I don't I mean, want Goldman. Here's yeah, the thing. The it's case. a no. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's a no. They're facing Tampa. Uh, <laughs> even if Devonta, I mean, even if Freeman's out there, I'm not starting Freeman either. This, yeah. But yeah. Like, what is like hard fade? Hey, hey so, man. So, it's just let me, get primetime games too. They, they try and give it to everyone for the money. Right. But think about this. You're going to ha- like the Thursday night game of Panther Saints. Sure. It's, it's probably going to be a good game. But you're talking a Sunday night game right now of Dallas, Philadelphia, and a Monday night game of Giants, Bucks. First well, of all, the Falcons, th- Panthers, right? Falcons, Panthers would be good. I, I thought it's it Saints, Panthers. They just no. played this. Oh, okay. Okay. But we knew what you meant. Yeah. So that'll be solid. That'll be I would really say. Good. The Cowboys Eagles is going to get flexed. That's not even a question. See, but that's the thing. The only reason they flexed the Raiders game out is because they wanted to give themselves that's, flexibility with 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 the COVID thing. I don't know this if they year. flexed games this early. I think they're going to save matter. it for the next COVID game. I, I don't. So I think they will get flexed out, but I don't think we're going to get like the prime time match. They're not going to flex in a better game. They're not. Just yet. They are not going to let fucking. <laughs> I'm just saying, right They're now, not gonna let Danucci the two versus half the Eagles. It's not going to happen. Yeah. All right. So we're out on Gallman then? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, okay. So LaMichael Pirine, who scored a touchdown, played 67% of the snaps against Buffalo. 11 carries for 39 yards. Currently the RB2 on the week? That or RB12, sorry. Yeah. Um, by. By attrition, it scored 13 who, points. Who gives a shit? I know. 
I understand. I, I don't know. I mean, he's always been he's been a guy for yeah, a couple weeks now since Bell's been since Bell's been gone that like you wonder if if he's I just don't see him ever getting this backfield to himself because Frank Gore, even when Frank Gore gets hurt, he still plays. All right. Uh, so that was, that was a different kind of scoring league. He is RB seventeen or eighteen of the week. Frank the Gore. League. Let me put it this way: Frank Gore played thirty-two percent of the snaps to Pirine sixty-seven. They had the same amount of uh, rushing attempts. I mean, okay. I mean, that on means Pirine's on for passing downs. I assume if he's out there, I so just don't more. think Pirine's ever going to get enough touches with Frank Gore there on the road and can And then now they're on the road in Kansas City. I don't know. I mean, I mean so if he's still only if two catches. They're on the road against Kansas City, who's going to kill them by 70. Uh, <laughs> so that's the thing. Like, if he's out there for the passing downs. Uh, yeah, but I, my point I is, think, he only had two catches. So what, dude? I mean, he's still an RB2 in the league. Plus, if Crowder's back, I think that's going to take away running back targets also. I'm just saying, I think he's a flex consideration with that kind of workload. Yeah, I, I would like pick snap him up. percentage, I should say. Yeah, I, I would pick him up. I'm trying to see how many how many targets did he have? Three. Oh, it's not great. It's not yeah, great. it's not. But Cam Akers, no, that's not. Is that no? That's that's their defense. I thought Cam Akers was getting carted off, but that's. Nope. I think that's the defense. All right, uh, next one is Scotty Miller. Um, six catches for 109 yards and a touchdown on nine targets. I, I know, not with Antonio Brown coming in. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't play yet. But doesn't one, I'm, not, I'm not spending waiver priority for one week, possibly, where they're going to be up huge and they're just going to be running the ball the entire game anyway. Yeah, 100%. And then, and then, and then, Miller's, and then Miller's not relevant. I don't know, man. Would you rather have Scotty Miller or Mike Evans the rest of the season? Mike Evans. Oh, yeah. Antonio Brown or Mike Evans the rest of the season? Right now, know. Mike Evans? Because yeah, Antonio Brown hasn't played in a year and a half. Right. Okay, so uh, if, if my, my take is if Antonio Brown sucks or like just gets kicked off the team for his lawsuit, I would rather have Scotty Miller than Mike Evans. Yeah, but you could pick Scotty Miller up at that point. That's my yeah, thing. no one's gonna roster yeah. Scotty Miller when Antonio Brown comes in. And Mike I'm Evans back to back back to back weeks of two targets. When that kind of thing happened early in the season, Bruce Arians made it a point to target Evans right after that. So I think we might be getting one of those weeks again. So we'll see. I mean It also was with Godwin out though. He, I the the week but he, he but he that wasn't in Arians' mind when that hap- when he said that though. Fair. He didn't think yeah. Godwin was gonna be out. Yeah, I, I agree. And and Evan still has Evan still has that touchdown upside that Miller never never will give you. Yeah. I mean um, I like how you put in Scott. Uh, like Scott. That's, what, that's how he is in Sleeper, dude. That's funny. They took because away the everybody, line. everybody everybody knows him <laughs> as Scotty. But, but why? <laughs> Why'd they take away the why, Christian? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, All right, moving on. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Nelson Nelson Aguilar, uh, he had five for 107 and a touchdown on nine targets. Um, let me take a look here. Henry Ruggs had three targets again and had two catches. I was just curious what the split was between the two. Um, but 
Aguilar played 78% of the snaps, but this is the first game this year that he's had more than four targets. If you're completely desperate at wide receiver, then maybe you pick him up because he goes against Cleveland. And But I don't know, man. It's but really hard to trust Nelson the, Aguilar. The biggest but in that is Edwards is still out. This is third game missed. If he's playing, there's not a chance Aguilar's getting more than one or two targets. Right. Right. But I mean, he has four touchdowns on the year, which are kind of making yeah. it seem like he's more fantasy relevant than he really is. But that's all I like. I, I don't want to call him a red zone target because I don't know how he's his not. touchdown came this this week. But in the previous two, it's been inside the 10. Carr lofts it up to Aguilar, and I don't get it when he has fucking Darren Waller um, or fucking Jason Witten or fucking anyone throw. else. <laughs> he, yeah, but he so Waller, man. Uh, I believe I he got Edwards is out. He got a 20 yard touchdown. Okay. <clears throat> well, I would absolutely play him next week. If Edwards is out, it's a chance. I mean, I would play him over probably a lot of guys. And I'm okay being sad, you know? I'm okay when he has four drops. So, <laughs> it'll be okay. And you know what? I'm all right being sad. <laughs> uh, all right. I all right um, so, Curtis Samuel, I, to be honest, I have no idea what his stats look like. Let me pull that up right now. He's just like a top 25 guy. So, he had six for 48 on six targets. And I can't see what the rushing was. I'm guessing he scored. So he did ever he did ever rushing touchdown. Um with one one yard rushing or one attempt for a five yard touchdown. I just I still struggle to believe that Teddy Bridgewater can sustain three pass catchers to the point where I would care about Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I'm kind of with man. you there. I watched. I, mean, I, I did start to rewatch some of this game, and he's he's, he's, he's got control. Of, he's got control of the offense. I think that's the main thing. Like yeah. we we talked about Baker a little bit last week. He up until this week did not have control of the offense, whereas Teddy is probably an inferior quarterback to even the guys that Carolina could be looking at in the draft. But because he is so good at at running Matt Rule's offense, like. I think there's a chance he can sustain three pass catchers, but if McCaffrey's back, it's Curtis yeah, Samuel and and I and I mean he hasn't really done that up to this point. I mean, well, I don't think that's true. Mike Sam- Mike Davis has been pretty relevant. He's a pass catching running. Back. Yeah, I think it comes. I think I, I agree though that I think it'll come more from the running backs than it will for um, me too. Yeah, different types of targets. So All no, right. I would not pick him up. Right. Okay. We are very much out on a lot of these guys. Um, So Rashard Higgins and Donovan Peoples-Jones are kind of grouping together as it's been announced today that um, Odell Beckham Jr. is now out for the season with a torn ACL. Um, Rashard Higgins slotted in, had six for 110. And Donovan Peoples-Jones only had two catches, one of which came from a pass from Jarvis Landry. Okay, I'm sorry, he had three total catches. And then he had, um, he's the Browns kick returner, but three for 56 and a touchdown, a kind of a toe tap touchdown at the end of the game to win it for Cleveland. I had to throw that in there. Um, 
the problem so Higgins would obviously be the one of of these two guys that you would look for. The problem with Higgins though is we've already seen the Browns coaching staff not fall in love with him to the point where they don't put him on the field. I don't know what's going on with Kadero Hodge because Kadero Hodge at the start of this year Kadero Hodge was the was the third wide receiver and it wasn't Higgins. Higgins was a healthy scratch week 1 of this season. But this is still a very run-heavy offense. The only reason that they threw so much is because the Browns' defense couldn't stop anybody against Cincinnati, and Baker keep, kept having to bring the Browns back into the game. Um, I don't know necessarily if that happens against Las Vegas this week, and I don't know. I, I just feel like it's hard to trust that Higgins is going to continuously be out there. I I mean, at this point, I think he will be. I don't think it's kind of a question. I mean, people Jones is always going to be active because he's also the punt returner. What do you say? And kick returner. I didn't. I wasn't sure if it was both. Uh, I mean, obviously, Donovan Peoples Jones has probably the best speed at the receiving position right now. So in theory, he should be out there trying to go deep, but I doubt it. <laughs> I mean, I, he's going to be out there now, but I think Higgins is the safer bet. But I would, I do agree with you that Hodges should be kind of looked at more here because they clearly believe in him. Um, yeah, because Kadero Hodge is <clears throat> slated to. Kevin Stefanski said today that Kadero Hodge should be back this Sunday. See, I think after what Higgins just did, he's going to keep his spot because Hodges we, didn't do shit. But we say that all the time with Higgins, and it's been back to back years of it not mattering. But, well, I don't think that's the case. But this is year, that true? Yet. Because, I, I mean, honestly, he seems like Baker's go-to guy. So Yeah. I, right. But that's my point is we keep saying that he's the go-to guy, which I agree with. But then he doesn't see the field for some reason. Yeah, but I, again, this is a very shallow receiving room. And now their best guy is gone for the year. Yeah. He's going to get work. No, I mean, I, mean, I would rather. Whether, whether it would be consistent, whether it's a guy you could completely trust. That's completely up to question. We definitely have to see it again now that Odell's officially out. But of these I, receivers, I he's probably the guy I would want to get more. I would want to <clears> get him more than Aguilar, more than Samuel, more than Miller, um, probably more than anybody else on this list for receivers. Yeah, yeah. Probably. I mean, I yeah. there's a chance that Higgins is ranked above even Jarvis this week for me. We'll get to that bridge later. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how to evaluate that right now. <laughs> Fair enough. Not, not even, no, just like I haven't even put any thought into it. Yeah, neither have I, honestly. So, uh, All right, uh, next one here is uh, Jalen Guyton. He had, seems to be the favorite for uh, touchdowns here for Herbert. Um, three, he already has three touchdowns, but the problem is he gets one for 72 week four. Uh, one for 49, two for 84, and a touchdown. And no, yeah, I'm not sure you can trust him. No, I am intrigued though. Past you know, I, I Virgil Green's out. Um, I assume that means a bump for Hunter Henry and Donald Donald Parham, but I mean, Guyton is like that that deep threat that we thought maybe KJ Hill would be. So, see, but I, I think yet. that I think that's going more towards Mike Williams. It needs to. It needs to. But Justin Herbert just does what he wants. So yeah. he's good enough to. 
Yep. All right. Uh, next guy, Mark, 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 I don't Quest. know. Mark Quest. Quest. Uh, eight for 75 on 10 targets with Michael Thomas out again. Um, he led the team in targets. This one obviously is going to depend on Thomas for me. And, and Sanders. And yeah. Callaway's health because he yeah. left the game hurt. And, I don't know the status. And I, and I agree with Randy and Emmanuel Sanders coming back from the COVID. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to get there. I don't, I don't think he's going to get up my lineups. I mean, this week I would have been okay taking a shot at him. I know we talked about talking about him on the DFS episode. We just kind of like brushed past it to actually go over the next guy. I'm not going to lie. So, uh, yeah, I I mean, with I assume Thomas and Sanders got to be back next week. We'll see. So, yeah, I I am. I if if Thomas and Sanders are out, though. I mean, yeah, the problem is your waivers run so freaking early that someone's going to spend an absurd amount of fab on a guy that rolled his ankle and won't play. But I mean, I I think that's more of wood for for you than picking him up. Somebody spends a good amount of fab on him. Yeah, that's true. All right. um, So moving on to that next guy that you guys talked about, Harrison Bryant, um, four fifty fifty six and two touchdowns on five targets. Played seventy seven percent of the snaps. Dawson Hooper out after having uh, an appendectomy on Saturday, I believe. Um, so obviously tight end is, is gross, and I, and I hate talking about it any more than I have to. But um, Hooper's status for week eight is uncertain. The problem is they're into a bye week nine. So you're, you're probably going to be running Harrison Bryant for one game in week eight because Hooper should be back after the bye week. Yeah, and if that's true, which seems to be the case this year, more than any year, honestly, uh, I think you've got to play him, honestly. Like, clearly, they believe in him way more than Joku. They clearly scheme for their tight ends to be involved. And now with Odell out, I think the tight end position gets used even more. So it's going to be kind of close, in my opinion. Uh, I think we've seen a lot of rookies come off their buys and then be ultra used i guess like their usage goes up uh i think that could i i think harrison bryant's the best tight end on the roster see the problem is though the usage the usage for hooper was going up yeah exactly when hooper's back i i don't i wouldn't be playing bryant but like like sean said like they should most likely unless he's 100 percent healthy hooper sitting again and if that's the case, I, I think I'm plus the Raiders right on the week. The Raiders have been good against tight ends this year. Um, oh, the only time I mean, Travis Kelsey was the only tight end that um, that put up a, put up a big amount of points against them in week five. But uh, I don't know. It, it, this I, one's tough. This one obviously is all for me. It completely relies on if Hooper's back. Yeah, but the thing with tight ends is you're most likely not needing to spend that much fab on them anyways. So true. You can probably pick them up after waivers run, to be honest. Um, yeah. All right. And so next one here is the probably the last man standing in the um, Seahawks running back room, DJ Dallas. So Chris Carson is expected to at least miss one week with a foot injury. Awesome. Thank you very much for that. Um, Travis Homer. Don't remember what the injury was, but. His is one I think it his was a like a calf bruise. Um, Carlos Hyde's dealing with a hamstring injury, so Homer I think could 
still play week eight. Um, but if you need a running back, I mean, Dallas is probably worth the shot. Yeah. I, I think he's like number one priority. Person. I don't know about that, man. <laughs> like, I mean, who did you say they play? They play like, yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. Fuck. Um, but ultimately, like, out of the running backs we've talked about, would you rather well, Michael P. Ryan? Yeah. You'd rather P. Ryan over Dallas. Okay. Uh, what about Gallman? If Freeman's out, we said we were like extra out on him. Uh, if Freeman's out, I think I'd go Gallman. I think there's a chance that DJ Dallas gets like all of Carson's work. I mean, he didn't. So. Well, yeah, but that was with Hyde out on the field. I mean, is Hyde dead? Like, <laughs> yeah, Hyde's not prop. He's probably not playing next week. So that's why he would I be mean, number one priority. Like, he's literally the last man standing, like Sean said. Yeah, I mean, it's just hamstring tightness. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm spending top fab because of hamstring tightness, especially going against San Francisco, who definitely can be easier through the air than on the ground yeah but i mean i understand what you're saying like if hides out obviously carson we assume's out i mean dj's definitely getting the workload even with homer back homer's not getting all the running workload for sure yeah so we lost sean just now um oh and so he's back oh, he's back <laughs> sean dude welcome back yeah that no idea what happened it's okay. We, we're just we're just powering through. Um, so, would you spend? Wh- how would you prioritize these running backs, Sean? Well, let's let's get to let's get to the, the next, next one. one. Yeah. All right. The other one is uh, Jermichael Hasty, and he um, had nine carries for fifty-seven yards and caught one ball for sixteen. Um, Jeff Wilson's out. The problem is Tevin Coleman's supposed to be back. He may return. But I mean, like, we're we're at a point where even if he does, they probably want him to get a full week of practice. Like, it's, I mean, he'd probably still be using the game because they're so they just have no one left right now. So, I mean, but I think Hasty because of that is a decent pickup. I, honestly, it's funny. I've, I've already picked up Hasty in so many leagues. Yeah, I was gonna say I think he's if he's not the first running back, I think he's very very close. Yeah. Also, Nick Foles sucks. That is confirmed. Um, all right, and then the last one here is uh, take a look and see if Jalen Rager is on waivers. Chances are, a lot of people with uh, IR spots kind of kept him on the roster and threw him there. But um, he did he did play eighty five percent of the snaps in week two at four for forty one, and it's kind of just whoever's going to be left out there. Yeah. Plus he gets to play Dallas. Um, he was activated off IR today, so he should be able, so he should play. Um, so how do you, I mean, obviously you guys are probably prioritizing Rager the most out of any of these guys, I'm guessing. Yep. 100%. Mm. It, he's already activated. That's, that's my thing. I, I know. He was going to be the best receiver on this team, even if he's not fully healthy this week. As long as he doesn't just get hurt again, I mean, he's clearly going to get workload. Yeah, I would. I would consider Higgins right up there. I mean, 
I'm not saying it's not close. I'm not saying, yeah. but like these other guys, we have a lot of questions with where Rager, if he's healthy, he's a warm body in the Eagles offense. Yeah. <laughs> so he's going to get targets. Also, I'm going to say it. You can drop Michael Gallup. Yep. Oof. Uh, well, I, I guess I want to see what Danucci does with him. Oh my no, god! No, you can <laughs> drop. You can drop Michael Gallup. Yeah, that's Jesus Christ. I'm so know. bad. I think Chris, he's going to pop up on our waiver wire later in the year. I do. I don't. Hey, hey, you know what? We hope. <laughs> we do hope. Christian yeah. extra hopes. Um. All right, let's talk about Mugs Fly Together. So we have a new affiliate sponsor, and we are super excited about it. Randy just made a face. He, I don't think he knew. Uh, he might have known. But uh, so Mugs Fly Together, this is a new new company. They have a bunch of really cool mugs. Uh, they do free shipping in the USA. One of the mugs, like, I need to get this. I don't even drink coffee, and I want this. Um, it's a How I Spend My Time mug, and it's got a, a pie chart and it's filled with fantasy football with just a little sliver of work and i think with how much you guys make fun of me for not working yeah i i think i need the mug and i'll just set it at my desk um hey you you can drink anything out of a mug doesn't have to be coffee it's very accurate so we do have a discount code with them if you use the code cut 15 you will get 15 percent off any order um now is the time to be buying for the holidays a mug is a great great present for your your father or even your mother if she plays fantasy football um it and they're also i i should specify the the mugs aren't just football they have golf they have hockey which is pretty unique um but yeah go go use our our discount code cut 15 and uh get yourself a nice little little holiday present for your family That's all. That's all. I was, I, hoping, I was hoping Randy would say something there. Nope. Okay. Um. All right. So the other thing we w- I want to talk about here is um some guys. I I talked about it last week. It's about to be week eight, so you're more than halfway through the regular season. Um, yeah, because usually playoffs start week start week fourteen. Um, so you got to start evaluating your rosters. I know I've had to do it in a lot of leagues and what I've, what I've evaluated isn't, isn't, isn't fun. It, it hasn't made me very happy, but um, these are going to be some guys that we think you should go out there and, and try to target. So um, Christian. So I guess we'll take turns with who, who put them in there and then we'll kind of all, if, if like we can all talk about it for a second. So Christian, you had this first name in here. I did. Um, so the name I put in here is Josh Jacobs. I know you're you're probably if you drafted him specifically, you're disappointed. And for that reason, you should if you have him, hold steady. He's the RB fourteen right now. Um, he's been very up and down. Like his his week one was his best game with thirty five fantasy points. He had another couple just wait he had had carried for 17 yards yeah but that's a testament to the bucks defense and that is why if you go get him now i think josh jacobs is at his lowest price uh he will ever be at um he gets the browns next so he should feast 
Gio Bernard just feasted. So Josh yeah, Jacobs. Yeah, Bernard Bernard did it through the air. Is was the thing. No, not entirely. Um, uh, but either way, Josh, Josh Jacobs, Jacobs had of, four targets through the air and three catches. Yeah, Josh Jacobs is going to be in my top three running backs this week. And uh, but if, I mean, if we're looking down the line, he has to play the Chargers twice, which isn't incredible. I mean, it's not a great matchup, that's for sure. But people have been getting it done against him on the ground. Uh, Browns obviously easy. Denver's pretty easy against the ground. Uh, Kansas City's a decent run, decent <laughs> to run against. Atlanta easy shit. <laughs> Decent See, to the, easy. The only Indianapolis decent to easy. Miami yep. easy. Denver again. I mean, that's that's some pretty. I mean, your worst mashups the Chargers and the whole setup. Yeah. The only thing I will say here, um, I, I I definitely I mean I have Josh Jacobs in a couple leagues and I, it's not like I'm panicking or anything. Um. So I so I I agree to that point. So Carolina, they won 34-30. Josh Jacobs, 29 carries, 93 yards, three touchdowns. They won. They beat New Orleans. Josh Jacobs, 27 carries for 88 yards, uh, three catches for 17. They lost against New England and Buffalo. He went out and had he had 16 for 71, three for 12, 15 for 48 only against Buffalo. Did catch three for 25. Um, they beat Kansas City, so he had 23 for 77 and two. They were losing against Tampa Bay. He had 10 for 17. The issue, Jacobs is a lighter version of Henry to the point where if the Raiders are winning games, Jacobs is going to have a very good game. If the Raiders aren't winning games, Jacobs isn't going to do much. And that's already kind of been proven this year. Yeah, but I think they're a good enough team to be competitive in a lot of these games. Like I think, I think they compete with the Browns. I think... They beat the Chargers. I think they beat the Broncos. I think they lose pretty easily to the Chiefs. Um, they already beat the Chiefs. I know, but that's why I think they'll they'll lose this time. But Jacobs is still probably someone because you could have the Josh Jacobs owner panicking after seeing ten for seventeen um, and and seeing him struggle really outside of two games this year. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. My so I put DJ Chark on this list. I'd like to put a little bit of a disclaimer that I believe this is because they uh, the Jaguars are eventually going to make a change in quarterback here. Um, but even even if they don't, DJ Chark is at 21 targets the last two weeks. Yet he's only caught eight passes, and he's going on by. So if they're going to make a quarterback change, this is as good a week as any. I could definitely see Gardner Minshew being benched. Yep, and you need to get him before that announcement comes. Yes. So send some offers today. Uh, shit, by the time by the time this uh, this gets released, he might have already been benched. Gardner, I will say, like the Jaguar struggles can't all be placed on Gardner, but you can tell how frustrated their star receiver DJ Chark is with Gardner. He's very visibly pissed off. He looks like a a baby version of Odell. Um, so. Yes, go get plus, him now. Plus, Doug Marone has no problem benching Minshew. I know, already done it. but like, yep. my only thing here is, like, are we excited with DJ Chark with Mike Lennon? I think he could get force-fed targets from anybody else that, and someone that could actually kind of complete him. Maybe. I, 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 I'm with you. Like, this is probably a low point to get him. I get it. It's just... I mean, I'd rather have Manchu, but he has been inconsistent. So, but that's the thing is, Doug Marone probably wouldn't rather have Manchu. 
I mean, Minshew I mean, went out and had two. Minshew had gone out and had 351 yards and 301 yards in weeks four and week five. Then he went out and 25 for 44, 243. And like before he put up 14 for 27 for 173, Marone was talking about how it, like the report was coming out that Marone could bench him. Yeah. Yeah. And then and it's not like Gardner did anything this week against the Chargers to save his job. Well, I think I think Doug Marone's got to be gone, right? Soon. I mean, w- yeah. the problem the problem with him is like what did you expect? Out of Gardner or Doug? Like out of out of the Jaguars team as a whole. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Christian, Christian thought they were getting seven wins. So he did think that. I believe I said five or five or six. Nope. No, no. <laughs> All right. Anyway, you might have said six. I'll give you six. But, but I agree with Christian that the, I think the quarterback change is coming. You want to make the move before that happens because you can get him for cheaper. All right. And then the next one is this one is going to be a little bit tougher, I think, to trade for. Um, but Chase Edmonds. Kenyon Drake is going to be out. He's going on IR, so at least for the next three weeks, which means that Chase Edmonds is going to become a very valuable asset. He's he's talented, but he is he's also going on a buy. So you might be able to get him for a little bit less than when he comes out of it next week. Yeah, I don't know. I I have seen uh, the reason I put out a tweet today that said, "Yeah, don't 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 sell Chase." And it pisses me off because I sent an offer to Nick Gotti and the motherfucker liked my tweet that said, don't sell your new starting running back. Uh, so I don't think I'll be getting him. But, it, but people are talking about selling him high. This is probably the lowest his value will be until Drake's back. Like, well, I don't, I, think so, Benjamin. I don't think this is his lowest. Like, I mean, I get what you're saying. Low. He could. I get what I get what you're saying. Like the first game, he's actually a starter. He might just explode, and then he has a much higher value. But you still got to know Drake's coming back. You know Benjamin's getting work, and he's a pretty good running back. I mean, I understand the selling. I understand the buying, though. I do, and because he's going on the buy, so I understand the selling and the buying. Well, no, I mean it's an unproven guy. It's a it's an unproven backup. He's been pretty good as a backup so far, but yeah, to be fair, uh, I'm pretty sure he's a top 24 guy, even as the backup. I, yeah, I get it, but he's, he's now got to get starter workload. Can he sustain that? And that, that was the argument that someone made is he's not going to be the workhorse, but I don't, even if he's not like, he's more efficient than Kenyon Drake and everyone was starting Kenyon Drake with full, I mean, maybe not full confidence there until the end. Let's not rule out the possibility of him pulling a Kenyon Drake and winning this job. They don't have ties to Kenyon Drake past the season. Oh, yeah, and that's kind of my point, especially in Dynasty. Like, I'm sending out every offer I can for Chase Edmonds right now. Hey, he's looking real good on my bench. Hmm. Which, Which bench? Dynasty. Okay. We'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> we'll have conversations. <laughs> All right. I'm going to touch on this for one second. You guys aren't going to say anything, and then we're going to move into the next one. Okay. Because David Johnson, to me, is a trade target. He's getting 18. He had 18 touches again last week. 
Duke Johnson isn't seeing any touches whatsoever. He had five catches, but he had one rush, played 29% of the snaps. Look, running back right now kind of sucks with Aaron Jones hurt, Dalvin Cook hurt, Christian McCaffrey hurt, Saquon Barkley out for the year, Nick Chubb out, Austin Eckler out. Like David Johnson is the RB 16, and he's, I mean, why wouldn't you want to go trade? You're not going to have to trade a lot for him either. And why wouldn't you want to go get somebody that his role is secure to the point where he's going to get 14 to 18 touches every week. And I mean, he are, he has three rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown. Like there's a, so that's four you're, that you're talking four touchdowns in seven weeks, 18 touches a game. Like why wouldn't you want to throw an offer out there and go get somebody who's, who's consistently been an RB two all year. That's all I'm saying. Then we now we can move on. But I don't see why you guys crapped all over me for it. And he's going on the buy. So you can get him for cheap. Yeah, but are you sacrificing a, a week of a win because of it? What do you mean? Like you trade some assets that could have gotten you a win. I don't know. See, I don't I, I don't know if you have to do that. Because I think a lot of people have the reaction to trade for David Johnson like you guys do. All right probably fair and right. it's the right the right one no it's not um rb16 and I'm, my bet's looking good um <laughs> looking good. close though isn't, I, isn't I, line 17? I don't remember what the line is it's 17 yeah so i'm still winning eat it um, and then he goes in the buy and drops to rb25 nope yikes should have been points per game uh nah, well for a second um dj moore so the last two weeks, I think we've kind of seen more, not no pun intended, of um, of what we expected. Like DJ Moore is still the big play guy in um, Carolina, and he has 16 targets over the last two weeks to Robbie Anderson's 13. Um, and he more has he now has 93 receiving yards in three straight, which um, the last two Alvin Kamara. Yeah, right. Um, the last two games, uh, Robbie Anderson has put up 77 and 74. Um, I, I, I do think that DJ Moore is a guy that you, can, that you can get, and he's going to have more good games than he is bad games. And he's, he's currently, right now, he's wide receiver 12. Is that a pun? No. It sounded like a pun. Um, you would know if it was a pun. He's currently wide receiver 12. Yes. What's Robbie now? Seven. He's gonna be like, what'd you say? So seven. seven. Man, Teddy two gloves, baby. I know, um, but that's what I'm Teddy saying. Teddy two gloves equals Teddy thrown to two receivers. Yeah. So that's <laughs> just like we talked about earlier. I, I am I, nervous. I mean, yeah, I, I think he's a guy that, I mean, he may be good enough for your wide receiver too. But if that's your, if you can nail him down as your flex, I think that's really good. Yeah. I, I will say I'm nervous to see what this offense looks like when McCaffrey comes back. I do feel more. like it's going to cut. I, I feel like it cuts more into, maybe this is my personal opinion. It cuts more into Anderson than it does to Moore. Okay. So when did, when did McCaffrey get hurt? Look, week two. So Robbie Anderson, week one, 25 points. Robbie Anderson against the Bucks, week two, 16 points. DJ Moore. Eight, he had week two, he had eight for 120. Yeah. Week, so week two, we kind of saw him sustaining. But and and DJ Moore did have 
more targets both weeks with McCaffrey in the game. Yeah. It's I I I think it can I mean we've seen it with Mike Davis already, but I do think McCaffrey demands more work than Mike Davis did. And I Mike mean, Davis is still gonna get some. Yeah, I think that's just yet another guy. I mean, I, I know it's another mouth to feed, but like I don't think we're now getting double the RB targets. No. I and don't if think any, that if is. anything, it, it helps out Anderson and more even more to have another elite weapon. All right, we gotta field. stop saying more. More. <laughs> well then it's move on to more word. people so we can talk about more guys. Oh, stop see why. Because uh, I felt like it. All right. Um this is well, this first guy's your guy. Well, I, I mean, all of these are my guys. Uh, that is so, true. You added in 20 of them. Well, yeah, because I'd like to have a good segment. Sorry. Okay, well, I'm going to go with my star of the week and current wide receiver 10 on the season, Terry McLaurin, who is clearly going to be fed targets just like DJ Moore was last year with Kyle Allen. Uh, I think he, he is just going to keep killing it on the year. He's, I mean, Christian said he was going to finish as a wide receiver one, I believe. I think that's all but a certainty at this point, even with him going on the bye this week, obviously. So yet again, another guy you might be able to get for a little bit cheaper, knowing that someone might need a win more than you this week, and you might be able to do a two-for-one trade to get Terry McLaurin on your team. Yeah, I don't think there's anything to argue about trying to add Terry McLaurin. Um, My question, really quick, what is your guys' thoughts about Kyle Allen? I just feel like that imp- that Kyle Allen implosion game is coming. Oh, it didn't already? I, I think every every game he plays, essentially, not against the the most Swiss cheese defense in the league, mm-hmm. uh, aka Dallas. Um, I think every single one of those games, it's just Kyle Allen sucks and he gets bailed out by. Yeah, he had, uh, by I mean, so he's he had fifteen for twenty five, one ninety four. And he only put up 16 fantasy points, but um, he's so he got hurt in week five. Since then, he's put up 16, 16.86 against the Giants and the Cowboys. He comes out the bye to face the Giants, Giants then the Lions, Detroit, then Cincinnati, yeah, his, Dallas. His, I mean, I will say he has Pittsburgh in week 13. So, depending on when your playoff starts, I don't know if you want to yeah, play him. Yeah, but have, I think that doesn't matter for Terry. I'm sure as hell not playing him against Pittsburgh week 13 or playing him. Uh, this was, again, this was the knock on McLaurin. This was the question about Kyle Allen because his, his schedule looks good coming up, but he's Kyle Allen. Yeah. You're not, you're not playing. I, I don't think we'll ever recommend playing Kyle Allen. No, nope. I, I can confidently see that. All right. All right. Um, Deontay Johnson. One of my favorite guys. Uh, he's simply on there. Because he got a little banked up yet again, and he's going to be against he's he, but he came back, so he's fine. But he's going to be against Baltimore this week. Um, he is when healthy, clearly the target leaguer, leaguer leader. Uh, so week one, ten targets, six catches; thirteen targets, eight catches. Week two, and this week, fifteen targets, nine catches. This guy is clearly the leader of this team, uh, and then receiving core. Uh, we saw that Claypool was basically non-existent with Deontay in the lineup. I think he is going to get targeted this week, but it is a rough matchup. But they're not going to be able to run the ball either, really. So, I mean, I think he's going to get 10 targets. So, I mean, if you can steal him away 
He's wide receiver 50 on the year right now because he's been only really played three games. I mean, if you can steal him away right now, I think <laughs> if you can have him as your flex, that's insane. I'm with Christian, though. The worry here is that he's made of glass. I mean, he this is, year, this year everyone's made of glass. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of fluky, fluky stuff, in my yeah. opinion, too. But... Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I uh, I was actually having a conversation with the the kid in the Browns group, and he said, "Dude, I know you uh, you were talking about Deontay Johnson, and basically I stole Randy's whole flow, uh, but I'm telling him that Deontay was was how you should target in in drafts." And he's like, "I don't know what to do because Deontay is technically my wide receiver four, but also points per game, he's my wide receiver one." I said, "So play him," and so. Don't trade him, but, but also go trade for him. Yep. If if you don't have him. Uh. So the next okay. guy being yeah. Allen Robinson is, is he just got does, does 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 he have to be tied to Nick Foles though? He Dude. does have to be tied to Nick Foles. He has ten points last game, eleven tonight. Yeah, yeah, uh, four so targets. I was hoping he was even going to have a worse game. I'm not going to lie to you. For this reason, he is a top five target share leader uh, in the league right now, even with Foles. And you know what? Like, even if it goes back to Trubisky for some fucking reason, I don't care. Al Robinson is an absolute god of a receiver. He deserves to have a true quarterback. Who knows? Maybe Justin Fields there, but doubt it because they have like four wins. So, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, they're getting a new QB one way or the other. But I think for the rest of the season, after a couple of little bit dud games, you might be able to snag Robinson for down the stretch. I mean, he's he's really, really good. It's just plain simple. But he's going to be hampered by his quarterback either way. But you know what he's not hampered by? Week week 12, Green Bay. Week 13, Detroit. Week 14, Houston. Week 15, Minnesota. Week 16, Jacksonville. You're not yeah. hampered by those fucking matchups. Yeah, and I would... I can almost guarantee that they go back to Trubisky by the bye week. The only I one mean, I won't give you, Randy, is Green Bay because Green Bay has actually been surprisingly good against against receivers. Jair Alexander is a guy that no one talks about. He's the best corner in the league right now. But I don't, I don't have any concern. I, I think he's graded the the top corner by PFF. Um, to be fair, but I don't have any concern about that matchup, to be honest, because Allen Robinson is one of the best receivers in the league and he's going to win. I just have a, I just have a concern about whoever's throwing him the ball, whether it's Foles or Trubisky. But why? Cause he's gotten it done with both. Has he though? Yeah. And he's been getting it done with jack shit at quarterback for years. He's, he's the new Deandre Hopkins. Yeah. Hopkins <laughs> was gifted Deshaun Watson. Allen Robinson is gifted a bag of shit every year. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I sure. get it. All right. Well, moving on to the next guy. I think the only tight end on the list, Mark Andrews, a little bit of a dud week. Uh, I still feel like you're going to have to significantly hey, man, to get Andrews. Th- these aren't buy lows. These are trade targets. Yeah. He's he's had a couple dud weeks, a four-point against a cake matchup uh, in Philadelphia. This week, going up against Pittsburgh, which is a very bad matchup for tight ends. But then we, I mean, it's going to have Pittsburgh in week 12, but the playoff stretch, week 13, Dallas, week 14, Cleveland, who's already murdered, Jacksonville, who gets murdered by tight ends, Giants, who just gets murdered by anyone that's living and breathing, 
So I, you know, he's, he's I, again, fair. you're going to have to pay for him. I get it. But <laughs> let's be real. This tight end landscape has been so hit or miss. Like every year, even though there's more bodies, people are getting hurt left and right. Getting a premium tight end is top right now. He's I had mean, his bye week. He's had three games of 3.9, 4.2, and 4.1. And he's the fucking tight end six. Yeah. And he's going to have a bad week. This is a joke. He's he's gonna have another at best just an average week going against Steelers. I he's a guy I'm trying to get. If I don't have a top tier tight end or a guy that I like, like Fant, who did have a little bit of a down week but is still coming back from injury, or like Johnu who got a little bit banged up. I mean, there there's there's guys like that where I think you should hold. But if you don't have one of them too, or you don't have the top four or five guy. Right now, I think you need to get one of them. All right, then yeah. add, add Marquise Brown to that. Okay, well, Marquise Brown is the clear target leader of this team. He has been so close to having these insane games every single week. It, he literally just needs to Lamar for Lamar to come out of this bye week and get into this rhythm. If he does, Hollywood Brown is going to completely go off. It's not even going to be fair. He is that's another one that's probably not going to happen week eight. Uh, there's a chance that you can't, I, I understand yeah. they have Minka. Yeah. I understand they have Joe Hayden. Unless they're completely covering this guy, which Minka is going to be more on Andrews there. No one can keep up with Hollywood Brown. It's just plain and simple. Lamar just has to get it in the vicinity. Yeah. I don't know, Christian. I mean, you and I have both been, uh, talk like we've both talked about that his um, Lamar's passing has been bad. Agreed, and, but they're coming off the bye. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, all right, so Keenan Allen is just getting a bunch of targets. Um, the problem is he's another guy that you'd have to spend up for because he's he came off he came off the um, he he was injured he came he came back had thirteen targets. 10 for 125. Justin Herbert loves throwing this guy, and he gets to play Denver, Las Vegas, Miami, the Jets his next four weeks. So definitely a guy that I would be looking to get. Uh, it's going to cost you a little bit, but, I mean, Herbert absolutely. I mean, since Herbert has been the quarterback, 10 targets, 19 targets, 11 targets, and 13 targets in the game in the four games that he's played where he's been helped. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're talking about against Denver, who does have AJ Bouye back now, but then Raiders, Dolphins, Jets, Buffalo is going to be a rough one. New England's a little bit of a rough one in Week 13, but then Atlanta, Las Vegas, and Denver again. Yeah. I mean, that's that's crazy <laughs> for a guy that's just an absolute target hog. Yeah. All right, Christian, why don't you talk about the last one? What'd you say? <laughs> so, I, I can't talk- hear you guys. I don't know what's going on with headphones, but... I was, gonna say, uh, I was gonna say talk about the last guy on this list. Oh, uh Jonathan Taylor. Um so I don't I don't really know how I feel about this. I was I was talking with someone on Twitter today. Um it, it just honestly like Jonathan Taylor has to get better, but what we've seen from him has not been the the Jonathan Taylor that we saw in college. He's you can tell he's thinking out there. You have to assume as he gets more comfortable, 
he's going to start to explode. The value is going to be there because people feel that way. Like people are seeing that he's not doing great. Um, yep. and, and that's why like uh, he should be a primary trade target for you because he, like, for example, this, this guy suggested giving up Tyler Boyd and Chase Edmonds for Jonathan Taylor. With Jonathan Taylor, you get the rest of the season. Like that's that's one hundred percent sure. With Chase Edmonds, you might not. That's a trade offer though, that if if I'm the Jonathan Taylor manager, I'm probably taking that. So it, it it's interesting. I don't know what you guys think about Jonathan Taylor down the stretch. Uh I mean the one problem I have with Jonathan Taylor is week 16, he's going to have to play the Steelers. Uh, so that's rough. But I think he can help carry you to a meaningful week 16. He's, I, I don't believe, I don't, I have to check again this week, but going to the bye, I believe he is top 10 and carries with a top 3 0 line. It's going to start getting there. He last week seven, he had four targets and four catches, I believe, again. So he's getting more receiving work than honestly he probably deserves for pass catching skills. Uh, but I, if he's going to give you an okay floor in the passing game, uh, and then he can start getting the if he can get, he needs to get the complete workload of Josh Jacobs, which he deserves. Because Josh Jacobs sure. is if like if I'm saying Jacobs can get twenty carries for I mean let's say seventy five plus yards with twenty carries, probably a score and four or five targets with four to five catches because it's running back. I mean, that's a very good number. I think Taylor can get that most weeks. If if the Colts are going to try to be a playoff team, which right now they are, they have the last wildcard spot. I know it's only seven weeks. Phillip Rivers cannot throw the ball as much as he has. They yeah. have to and, run the football. And, and like Christian... Has- and like Christian rightfully brought up earlier, coming off the bye, we have already seen the rookie usage get turned up a whole three notches. And they're coming off the bye. It's a decent matchup this week, I believe. Um, it's at Detroit, and Detroit is um, 25th against running backs. Yeah. So I you're going to need to get them before this week. Obviously, that's going to kind of suck for you only because – they're going to go up against the Ravens the week after. So if you really want to try and wait a week and then try and get him after he has a okay game at best against the Ravens, maybe. But, like, I don't know how you're going to. He might get two touchdowns this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. That's it. Those are the guys that we're looking at. Um, I'm going to go try to trade for all of these guys. Um, simultaneously, try to. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to make a team consistent of Josh Jacobs, Chase Edmonds, David Johnson, DJ Chark, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, Allen Robinson. I think he'd win. Well, no, no, apparently not because I'm the worst fantasy manager ever. Um, <laughs> that's right. All right. Anything else? No. Uh, just make sure you guys head to the website. Um. Our rankings will be updated. We did update this week um, for on Saturday, so we're, we're hoping to do that again every Saturday. Um, but go check them out. They'll be updated Thursday. I'm sure we'll talk about this on the next episode as well. But um, And then head over there. We should have a lot of articles cranked out this week by our new writers, I hope.
We hope. Yeah. Oh, the last thing I would like to say um, regarding um, the how bad the Cowboys are. Um, did you guys see Mike Nolan had to stop his press conference today because he had Tabasco sauce on his finger and he put it in his eye? Yeah. That's that he, he so not only can he not stop anybody defensively, he can't even stop himself from hurting himself. That's how bad that's where the Cowboys season is. Yeah, I feel bad. I feel bad I for the guy. I feel bad for Dak. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's a different story. All right. Yeah. Um, so Wednesday, um, our starts. Can I, I I'm almost, I want, I kind of want to just put starts of the week in quotation marks because I, I can't. Fine. Oh, I, I can't fucking get one right. So, um, oh, I can. I'm taking Randy. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think we did pretty well on our start, Sean. Didn't you have two that were correct? I don't know. I don't I think mean, so. I guess it depends. Herbert, what, what is the what is the threshold that we use? Like, what what are we basing on? I mean, probably and tight ends ones, and then I mean for starts of the week, I guess. Pretty much ones. We want to try to get uh, one, but our RB two and wide receiver twos are still pretty solid. So I have the the quarterback one, uh, RB twenty to twenty two, depending on the format. Uh, I'm not not even quite sure how high McLaurin even finished. But so my my quarterback, my quarterback. wide receiver twelve in the week. The only thing is my tight end was a little shoddy. Because <laughs> of Jay Sternberger stealing a touchdown from him. Yeah, that was garbage. So Matthew Stafford finished as quarterback 15 um, in, in such a great matchup that it makes me mad. Um, my running back start of the week was Chris Carson, who, you know, awesome, got hurt. Um, my wide receiver start of the week was Kenny Galladay, finished at wide receiver 23. So I mean I guess I'm I'm sliding in to relevance there, and then my tight end start of the week, the uh, the the wacky wheel of wacky wheel of tight ends uh, landed on Dalton Schultz, who finished as tight end thirty two. Jeez, where were mine? Now I got to go through it. We'll talk about it off the air um, because I I got to go look at the doc. I don't remember who your guys were. Teddy Bridgewater. Um, okay, fine. Um, QB 13. Bam. Uh, running back was Devin Singletary. Please don't tell me where he finished. Oh, no. I will tell you where he finished, Christian. Oh, no. He's probably 36. 30. Oh, that's not bad. Um, it's not good. It, yeah, it's, it's not great, but, you know. Uh, wide receiver was Tyler Boyd, top 12. Wide receiver four. Right. What was he? Four. four. Oh, okay. And then tight end Jimmy Graham. Did he do anything tonight? Probably yeah, not. He did nothing. Great. Uh, tight end 19. All right. <laughs> he Very did bad. nothing in his tight end 19. <laughs> yeah, he had... Jimmy Graham had... Five catches for 31 yards. Jesus. Great. Which is literally the game he has. It's if he finds if he scores or not. Exactly. All right, that's it. Um, so we'll talk to you guys Wednesday. For Randy Hall, Christian Williams, I'm Tom Ward. We gone.